0: Right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we say, we receive insight in your insight. We ask and we say, there is much wisdom and clarity in this meeting tonight. There is no confusion. We see you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified and we are edified in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Matthew 28, Matthew 28, the leading of the Spirit, Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, the leading of the Spirit, Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says, It says, and Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given to me. And I say to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. It says, Go ye therefore, teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you. Even to the end of the world. And we've settled, we've studied, and we settled, and we said, we need to teach. And um, the things of God can be taught. Never you think the things of God cannot be taught. Never you think the things of God cannot be explained. In discipleship, never assume. When you are handling people when you are responsible for people's growth never assume anyone knows anything ensure you have thought. it's just like i told you just as simple as go and pray is some people don't know how to pray ensure you teach people how to pray ensure you teach people even don't just tell them go and read your bible teach them this is how you read your bible This is how to study the Bible. This is how to pay attention to details. This is how to do this. This is how to do that. Ensure you spend time and teach. Ensure you walk them through. The things of God can be taught. The things of God can be explained. The things of God can be well explained. Don't let anyone deceive you to think the things of God cannot be taught. The things of God can be taught. Even such as leading of the Spirit, such as curious leading of the Spirit, it can be taught. It can be explained. We started with John 8 verse, John 8, verse 12. John 8 verse 12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And we explained that what Peter said, light there means direction. Every believer, direction is your inheritance in, as believers. Our role is that we take notes. We recognize His leading in and through us. We are not called to prove or impress Him, but we are called to follow His leading. How do we follow His leading? We studied the written word yesterday that Jesus... Is the logos of God? Jesus is the explanation. When we said, what is the word logos? The word logos means the word, it means pattern. It, 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 it means thought pattern, an idea, and it is summation, an explanation of God. We said, Jesus is that submission, Jesus is that thought pattern, Jesus is that explanation of God. It became a man, so when we see Jesus, we see God. So the thing is, this we don't go far, the perfect revelation of the Father is found in the Son. So when we can see the Father clearly, we can have an insight into how the Father will direct us. We can have an insight into the knowing, the full nature we studied, I showed you an example of the full nature of the character of God that showed you from different places and showed you get the teaching yesterday. And I explain to you the bosom, what that bosom means. That that bosom, when it says um, in the bosom of his father, the bosom means to see through another. So when we say Jesus was in the bosom of the Father, or when it says no one has seen God at any time in John 1.18, which is in the bosom of the Father, He had declared Him. The bosom there means to see through another, to see through another to see through another so that's the word bosom there to see through another so when we see jesus the perfect revelation of the father is revealed in the person of jesus so the word is a person when we say the word the written word how do we follow god primarily the best way we follow god or follow his leading is through the written word and let's just speak it up from there How do we find the explanations of the scriptures? When we say the written word, you see, when we say the written word, how do we find the explanations of the scriptures? You read in Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, verse 11 to 14. Matthew 13, verse 11 to 14. Matthew thirteen eleven to 14 it says, He answered and said to them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath of him shall be given, and whosoever hath more abundance, but whosoever have not, it shall be taken away, even that he hath. Wherefore, I speak to them in parables, because they see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand, and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which is said, By hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, seeing ye shall see and shall not perceive. So you see, he told them the mysteries is it unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. You will see in Luke 8 verse 10. Look 8 verse 10. Look 8 verse 10. And he said to them, Behold, And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parable, that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand you see the same word again repeated the mysteries of the kingdom how do we find the explanations of the scriptures how do we find the explanations of genesis to malachi if we see jesus is the written word if we see jesus is the summation of the scriptures if we see jesus is the message of the prophet and we explained yesterday. I said Jesus is not the is not the, is not one of the prophets. Jesus is not a messenger. Jesus is not one of the messenger, but he is the very message. He is the complete and total revelation of God. He is the very one. He is the message of the prophet. All the prophets spoke concerning him. So how do we find the explanation of the scriptures? Don't forget, we are still studying the leading of the spirit and like i told you previously to 2 days ago i explained i told you that this series God, so I I, I knew I, I knew my spirit. Like God, I I I heard God telling me he says it will bring direction, it will bring clarity to so many people in several ways, and I'm still holding on to that. So, how do we find this? We will find explanation in explaining God's character. So I believe when people even listen to this teaching, this is called the leading of the spirit. Do we also even understand the nature of the father revealed? So let's just study. Let's study. Let's study. The word mysteries. You will see in Mark 4.11. Mark 4.11. The mysteries of the kingdom again. So Jesus gave them the, the right of Matthew explained to the mysteries itself, talked about the mysteries of the kingdom. Luke talked about that in Luke 8, verse 10. Mark talked about that in Mark 4.11. Mysteries is from the Greek word mysterion musterion it implies or it means what needs to be explained or revealed so when we say it is a mystery it means something that needs to be explained something that needs to be revealed so don't so when you say it is a mystery you know what we have always grew, grew up to understand that when we say something is a mystery, we always think, oh, it cannot be explained. No. Actually, the Greek word mysterium means something that needs to be. It's something that needs to be explained. It needs to be revealed. It is not in our abstract way of thinking that we think that a mystery is something that, ah, we cannot even understand. Oh, it's a mystery. we just like, ah, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. You can't understand. No. See, that is why Paul said, Paul used the word mystery a lot. Look at where Paul used it. Paul used it in Romans 16, verse 25. See, Romans 16, verse 25. Romans 16, 25. It says, Now to him that is of the power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which is kept secret since the world began. According to the revelation, Romans 16.25, according to the revelation of the mystery, something that needs to be explained. Luke Apostle used the same word of 1 Corinthians 2.7, 1 Corinthians 2.7, 1 Corinthians 2.7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. It says we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, something that needs to be explained. We speak the mystery of God in a mystery, even the wisdom, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto the glory, unto our glory. So Paul used the word mystery a lot. You will see in Ephesians one nine, Ephesians one nine, Ephesians one nine, Ephesians one nine. It says, it says. Having known, having made known the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he had proposed in himself the mystery, the mystery you will see in Ephesians 33, whereby Ephesians 33 and 4, how by revelation he has made known unto me the mysteries, wherefore I wrote afore in three words, where ye read my knowledge in the mystery. You will see in verse 9, the Ephesians 30, it says, And to make known what is the fellowship of the mystery. So Paul kept using that word mystery, mysterion, something that needs to be explained, that needs to be revealed. You will see in Colossians 1, verse 26, Colossians 1, verse 26, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and generations has now been made manifest to the saints. In verse 27, that says to God would have known what is the riches of his glory, of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the mystery. The mystery. You will see in Colossians 4, Colossians 2:2. You will see it says the acknowledgement of the mystery of God. Colossians 2:2. You will see in Colossians 4, verse 3. We speak the mysteries of Christ. The mystery of which I am born. Colossians 4 verse 3. So, where the Paul used it? Romans 16, 25. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. Ephesians 1, 9. Ephesians 3, 3, 3, 4 and 9. Colossians 1, to 27. Colossians 2, 2. Colossians 4, 3. So, you will see that when Paul was talking about the mystery... He used some word. He used one word. He used two words side by side. He says, "Is it that we, he use we speak?" It talks about much of his mystery. He says, "Is that we is, he used, we speak is made manifest or eating or eat?" He used those words side by side in that first Corinthians. Says, we speak. We speak in that first Corinthians two seven. He says, "We speak." the wisdom of God in the mystery. Even the eden. Those two words were coincide by side. In Ephesians 3 verse 9, it says, which is ed in God before time. In Colossians 1 26, it says which is eat. Which is eat from ages and is now made manifest to the saints. You will see in Ephesians 2 verse 2, it's, you will see now being revealed, Romans 16, 25, it says the revelation is now made manifest. So, it calls the scriptures, the scriptures, the Hebrew text, that is, Genesis to Malachi, the mystery which was hidden or kept secret. So, it calls the epistle, the revelation of the mysteries. Now, go back to that Ephesians 3, verse 2. Look at what it says. Ephesians 3, verse 2 and 3, verse 3 to 5. Ephesians 3, verse 2 to 5. Let's see what it says. Let's Let's read it well. Ephesians 3, verse 2. It says, If ye have heard of the dispensation of God, which is given unto me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye might understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other age was made known unto the sons of men, is now revealed unto the holy prophet and by the Spirit. So, Paul's writings, the epistles, unveils the scriptures. It unveils Genesis to Malachi, to the church. It unveils it to us. when we read, Is letters, the mysteries of Christ, the mysteries that was kept secret, that was hidden, that needs to be manifest, that needs to be revealed, is being unveiled in our hearts when we read it. So, the epistles are the revelation or the explanations of Genesis to Malachi. They are the scriptures revealed. The Old Testament were the letters, they were the scriptures revealed. So, the writings of the apostles were all, or the explanations of the teaching that Jesus did across the scriptures, across the four gospels, the, they were explained. The four gospels was not much of a doctrinal material, but they must be used, neither must they be used alone for teaching or an explanation for the local church. They are best like using as much of a journalistic material. Just like something like saying an eyewitness. Something that must corroborate what the epistles was explaining. And it must also be explained by the epistles. So, many people used to say, let's go back to Jesus. Let's go back to what Jesus was saying in the four Gospels. Let's go back. Calm down. The epistles was the explanation and the revelation of the scriptures to us that is why in John 124 John 124 this is is John, John John 21 sorry John 21 verse 24 it says this is the disciple which testifies of the things which rose a four times and we know the testimony is true just John 1 verse 4, it says that which we have from the beginning, which we have and which we have seen our eyes and that which we have looked upon. Look at Luke 1 verse 2, Luke 1 verse 2, even as they has delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitness and ministers of the world. Verse 3, it says, it seemed good to me, having laid the perfect understanding of the things from the first to right the in order. Most excellent to theophilus. It's just like Luke was a third party writing those things down. So the same applied even also to the book of Acts, eyewitness accounts. You will see uh, Acts 1, verse 1 to 2. he says, All the many infallible proof which were seen of them, 40 days, speaking of those things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So these writers simply documented what they see and what they heard. In the four Gospels and in the book of Acts, they saw and they wrote down what they heard. I mean, they wrote down, they documented what they saw and heard. I mean, you will see in John 16, verse 12. John 16, verse 12. Don't forget, we are still studying the written word. The written word. John 16, verse 12. I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, it will guide you into all truth, he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak and he shall show you of things to come. He shall glorify me, he shall receive of mine, and he shall show unto you all things that the Father hath and mine. Therefore, I, therefore said, I that he shall take of mine and show it to you. Don't get these things twisted and use this verse to explain word of knowledge that God will show you things to come, <laughs> actually. God can show you things to come, but not with this verse. Please, not with this verse. Not with this verse. You see, the the leading of the Spirit is in such a way that God leads you and warns you concerning situations. You know, when you put your hands into things that you know you ought not to do, do you know that there is a check in your spirit? You will know that. no. I'm not supposed to be doing this thing. You might enjoy it, you might get carried away, but check it down. You will know that I'm not supposed to be doing this thing. You will know that ah or it is not yet time. You will either know it is not yet time or I'm not supposed to be doing this thing. But many a times we are carried away with results. Don't be too results driven. Listen to me, learn to follow the leading of the spirit in every area of your life. Don't go, don't be too resort-driven that you cannot follow God's leading anymore. Don't be after money. See, listen to me. I'm speaking to you by the Spirit of God. Money cometh for every one of us. Our bills are paid, our needs are met. Money comes don't enter wrong ends in the, all in the name of money i'm speaking to you by the spirit of god don't enter wrong ends. don't pick a job all in the name of they are paying me so good they are paying me so well and you are not checking if god wants you to be in that job or not don't do that Don't do that. It can cost you your ministry. It can cost you your entire life. It can cost you all the things you've been building since the day you got born again. It can cost you all of those things. Don't be too money driven. Don't be too result oriented. Oh, I need to catch up with this. I need to catch up with this. Oh, my mates are doing this. My mates are doing that. So, I need to do... Listen. Don't be under pressure anything that will pressure you is not the spirit of god i explained to you on sunday i told you god's leading doesn't come comes with his character his character is love joy patience long suffering endurance you did not find speed there you did not find fast 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 there you do not find competition there you do not find in a hurry there you do not find your mates are doing this there god is not in a hurry i told you if it took him how many do you know how many years they've been prophesying that jesus will come since genesis 3 the seed of the woman shall bruise the heel. it took till matthew 1 for the seed to manifest do you know how many years God, from the time of adam and eve till matthew 1 For Jesus to come, that's to tell you that God is not in a hurry. And that is the way he leads his people too. You are his son. You are his son. He doesn't lead you to in a hurry. It takes time. Listen, I can tell you, many of the things God has shown me, even as a child, in visions and revelation that I've seen, I thought it was for now. Sometimes, some of those things, I jumped into them thinking, oh, it was now. Oh, it was now. But not knowing it was in now. God can put a picture in your heart. God can put a stage in your heart. God can put men in your heart. God can put a city in your heart. And you'll be thinking, oh, it's now, now, it's tomorrow, it's tomorrow. No, it doesn't lead you in the hurry. I'm sure you understand that now listing and listing where, let me tell you, I will repeat it and repeat it till it it dawns on you. (laughs) I will repeat it and repeat it till it dawns on you. God does not lead you in a hurry. He is not somebody who you are trying to win a competition over. Don't forget what I told you. He is leading, you are not to impress him. You are not trying to impress God or prove a point to God. You are is for leading you because he is your father. He's not leading you because you want to like it. He's leading you because he knows best. Anyone that wants to put you under pressure, that wants to put you in a hurry, detach from them. Detach from them. That job that wants to put you in a pressure. Oh, you want to get money. You want to don't let your eyes be all after money see i'm saying this by the street of god every one of you listening you will have money money comes your bills are paid your needs are met a lot of people have met have entered strange strange decisions all in the name of money we've entered strange mistakes all in the name of money i can tell you several people that only in the name of money they are not doing ministry anymore they started out right they started out good but because they needed to catch up. Oh, ah, and my job, my this and that. Oh, emoji. I need to work. Ah, emoji. I need to pay my bill. Now they are no more talking about me. What has God called you to do? You are no more talking about the, the, the things God has laid in your heart anymore. You are not after those things. Don't pick a job that will not that will make you miss meetings that has blessed you. Don't pick a job that will make you pick. That will make you lose your spiritual life. Only the name of the pay is enticing. Only the name of I, I need to get my bills met. See, see, see. Have it sincere. Listen again to Stability in Devotion. I recommend that series for you, please. Please, I don't know, but I'm just being led of God. Listen to Stability in Devotion. Listen. Just put a check. Consecrate a day where you will just fast and you will just pray. And you would listen to that teaching I did on stability in devotion, and you just use it to pray and just fast and just listen and just meditate on those things and get your priority right again. I recommend that series to you, Stability in Devotion. Stability in Devotion. Listen again to that series, listen again to that teaching. It's just a, it's just a teaching, just a one, one, one section teaching. Listen to that message. And just, consecrate, just devote a day where you want to fast, you want to pray, you just want to consecrate to yourself. You just want to consecrate your heart to the Lord and just find out what's the Lord saying about me, what's the Lord saying about those things. Figure out where you have made mistakes, redirect your steps and listen to that teaching. As you just pray and fast, God will not put you under pressure. Men that put you under pressure. Put you in a hurry, detach from them, don't let them make you make, don't let them allow you make costly mistake. People that want to tell you, do this fast, 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 and money run away. See, see, listen, listen to me. Eh? Listen, money can kill your ministry. Money can kill your ministry. See, 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 the love of money. I remember what Kenneth again used to tell us. What what Kennedy Hagin, Brother Hagin, used to say. Sorry, I want to be using that word, Brother Hagin, because I feel like I've been listening to some of my my tracks and I discovered I've been saying Kennedy Hagin a lot. And I discovered I should use the word Brother Hagin. Brother Hagin is the, like Reverend would say, is the name that they'll record with him in the book of life. (laughs) He's he's dead now, but his work still speaks. His son is still Kennedy Hagin, but his son is not Kennedy Hagin Jr. His son is pastor again because his, his son is 80 years, so you cannot call that one a eight junior 80 years. Yeah. <laughs> like I can you say if you say he's junior, how old is your own father? Sorry, that's just on the lighter load. Anyway, boy he used to say something: a minister of the gospel must beware of money. Beware of that thing called money. So even in your, in your search and in your endless journey of life beware of money. Don't, don't love money too much. See, if you love money too much, money will rule your life and it will finish your ministry. You will just be going after everywhere there's money. If money is in the left, you will go left. If money is in the right, you will go right. Then you don't have any focus for your life again. Some of you are already in that trap. I pray for you that you are, you are set free from that trap already. That, oh, there's money here, groom, you're going. There's money here, groom, you're going. There's money here. So you don't even have a direction for your life and ministry again. You are set free from that trap. In the name of Jesus, money will not rule your ministry. Money will not finish you. Don't be under pressure. God will not lead you by pressure. That is why many of you, when you come to share with me all the things God is showing you I tell you calm down, Yes, I know God is speaking to you. I've been in that shoe before that I saw some revelations and I jumped at it. Proom! I just thought it was now. No, <laughs> calm down. Keep praying. Much direction will come. It will be clearer the more you are patient. See, I was listening to Reverend Erika. He told us. He said, listen. He said, you can never miss it by just being too slow. You cannot. You cannot miss it by just being too slow. You really cannot miss it by just being too slow. When somebody asks you this and that, there's such a thing as, can I just pray about it? Can you give me some time to, to just think about it and just ponder? Take your time. Don't be under pressure. Don't live your life by chance. That once opportunity just can't open up like this, broom, you have a theater. Oh, bro, you have a theater. Bro, yeah. Calm down calm down. And if you find yourself that you are a very fast person naturally, ah, this series is for you. This series is for you. That naturally speaking, you are very fast. I mean in the natural, you are very fast. You just want things done fast. You just, you, you know how to plan. You know how to get things in organized. You, you are very good in strategy, organization. You are very organized. You are very planned. You want things going pam, 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 pam. This series is for you ensure you listening to me in details because see if you don't train it is not bad to be like that in the natural actually it is not bad it is really not bad it's just an habit you develop you just want things far sometimes it's even hereditary you might just got it from your parent from your grandparents, from yourself it's, it's just part of you already where you just feel like oh this thing just need to be fast This thing, papa papa pa, 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 pa. you just want it let's get this done let's get this done you're very, you very good in strategic organization you're very good in you're very good in planning you're very involved in conferences plan things gather things you know all of those things this series is for you ensure you don't carry that same approach to all everything in your life direct to everything in your life generally because if you do, not everything in your life requires that type of fastness. There's still a check where you need to slow down and ask, Am I listening to the leading of God's spirit? Am I following God's leading? I'm not saying you should not be fasting, organizations, do all of those things. Those ones are in the natural. Plan your, plan those parties, plan everything, be or arrange yourself, be a good organizer. When it comes to sensitive matters, when it comes to issues, ministry, that places you need crucial decisions, ensure you are a bit slow. Ensure you just take time to pray. Don't go, go Don't get overwhelmed with those. Your fast nature. It's not a bad thing to be fast. Do you get what I'm saying? This series is for you. Ensure you're listening well. Ensure you're listening well. I believe God for so much clarity for every one of you. So much clarity, so much clarity many of your unanswered questions will be answered in the name of Jesus amen all right let's get back like I said in John 16 verse 12 ensure you don't use this John 16 verse 12 to turn into word of knowledge. Ensure you don't use it to turn it to word of knowledge. Don't use it to come and say, "Oh, uh, I have many things yesterday, but you can bear it now." The Spirit of Truth will show me all the truth. Calm down. He's not showing you your friend. He's not showing you your future. Let's see what they have. Well, let's see what he's saying in that John sixteen verse twelve to fifteen. The time I have is from the Greek word echo, echo, e c h o. It implies to hold. That is to keep something. That is it means that Jesus knew the things that he ate back from his disciple, That is, I add back many things away from you. So when he says, I have many things here to say, that word I have is what we are studying. And that word I have is of the word echo. Echo, it means to hold or that is to keep. So when he says, uh, so Jesus knew the things he ate back from his disciple," That is, I had back many things away from you. So when he says, let's go back now when he says, in John sixteen verse twelve, I have many, I have yet many things yet to say unto you. The term unto you in the Greek is from the Greek word called umin. 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 humin, 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 h u m i n. It implies a specific set of people. That is an if indefinite audience. He spoke to a definite audience in this context. That is, is so. You see unto you so it was like a specific people like a definite audience so when he says yet when he says i have yet many things the word yet is from the group called ETI, eti it implies that is more longer remains a description of a comparison that is there were many things that jesus did not say to them so that is he did not say those things to them ye cannot bear them now that is jesus did not say them or or the many things that jesus did not say to them was because the audience could not bear them it was not that he did not know them or that jesus lacked the ability of them a lot of people have thought this place all that even jesus did not know something no it's not as if jesus did not know it's just like saying even as a preacher even as let me just give you this as an instruction even as a, a even as a preacher, even as a disciple and the minister of the gospel, I was still hearing even Reverend. I can say something like that related to that today, and I was even and I knew that was very true. And let me share that with you. Even as a preacher, it's not everything you share with your people. Ensure you allow their knowledge to grow to undo some things before you do so. Knowledge is not to hurt people. Knowledge is to knowledge is a privilege. Treat it like a privilege that you know so much. Don't use it to... So, you might have a friend. You might have a best friend. You might have an, your, your, your spouse. You might have your, your relation. Ensure you don't use your knowledge to hurt them. Allow them to grow to a certain extent. Trust God on their growth. Build them up to a certain extent. Before you dish out some things to them. Don't just, less, Don't just say some things abstractly. Be, be discreet in handling people just be discreet follow God's leading just be discreet in handling God's gospel there is still a way of following God's leading in, in, in those areas too so that's just aside let's get back so Jesus knew many things Jesus knew them it's not as if Jesus lacked the ability or to save them but he did not say those things because his audience could not bear him now. so in verse 13 he now says Albeit when if the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into what truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak, and he will show unto you the things to come. The word show is from the word anagelo. Anagelo is from the Greek word anagelo. It implies to see an event and report the same. So in other words, the spirit of truth will guide them into what the truth. It will show it will reveal the things unto them. So the question will now be: Was Jesus referring to a personal revelation at that at this point? No. So no, definitely not. Jesus was not referring to a personal revelation. So that that is, you cannot have a personal revelation of the written word. See, if we must be led by the written word, like I told you that the written word is a primary way for a believer to be led. If we must be led by the written word, we cannot have a personal revelation of the scriptures. We really cannot. It is the written word is, is absolute. It must be our guide. It must be our our our, our, our uttermost guide. In verse 14 to 15, it says, It shall glorify me, it shall receive of me and show it unto you. He says, all these things I said, all these things are mine, and that it will take on mine, and it will show it unto you a little while, and not again. And I said, what did he mean by, I will go to my father? I will go to my father. He, he, look at, let me explain that, touch not. I am not ascending in John 20, verse 17, where it says, touch not. When it, when it says, I will go unto my father. What, what, what does it mean by, I will go on to my father? When it says, And because I go a little while in verse 16, you shall see me again a little while because I go to the Father. So because if we don't want to do this carefully, a lot of people will think, when it says, it will show you the things to come, you will not be saying, oh, this is how I think it. No, you cannot think it. You don't have your opinion concerning the scriptures. The scriptures is to give you your own opinion. The scripture already has opinions laid down for us. Look at John 20 verse 17. John twenty verse seventeen. It says, and he said to her, Touch me not, for I am not ascended to my father, to my father, but for I am not yet ascended to my father, but I but go to my brethren and say to them, I seen to my father and your father to my God and your God. So, Jesus was referring to his ascension. So, when he says, because I go to his father, Jesus was, res- res- was talking about the ascension. So, when the disciples says, when Jesus now told them, he shall glorify me, the things to come, he shall take of mine, receive of mine to his disciples, he was referring to, they will understand his death, his barrier, is resurrection and the ascension of the Father, the sufferings of Christ, and the glory that will follow? So, when Jesus was telling them in John 14, let's go back to John 14 again so that it will make sense. John 16, sorry, John 16, so that it will make sense. John 16, verse 12 to, 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 to 16, let's read it again so it will make sense. I have many things yet to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. So, what is that many things I explained to you? That word I have is from the Greek word called echo, it means I. Held back many things from you, but you cannot bear them now. On, uh, but I say unto you, unto you is from the word you mean that is a specific set of people. And I say that Jesus deliberately had those things, not because he could not say them, not because he lacked the ability to not reveal them to them, but because they could not bear it now. So when he now says in verse 13, it? don't forget I'm reading from John 16, 12 to 16. And i it is, albeit when the spirit of truth is coming, it will guide you into the truth. It shall not speak of myself, but whatsoever ye shall be, it shall speak of man, it will show you things to come, it shall glorify me, and ye shall receive of mine, and it shall show you unto you all things that the Father hath a Mine. and wherefore I said, ye shall take of man, it shall show it unto you. And the word show is from the greek word anagelo and i explained to you that is to see an event to report the same and in verse 14 it says it shall glorify me it shall receive of mine and it shall show it unto you in verse 15 that says all the things that the father hath mine therefore it shall take of mine and it shall show it unto you and that's a, a little while i go unto you and you shall see me a little while and you shall see me because i go to my father and what did he mean by go to my father it just simply means the the ascension I showed you John twenty seventeen the ascension that is so when Jesus now told them he will glorify me the things to come take on my of me to his disciples Jesus was refined to the understanding of his death his burial his resurrection and the ascension to the Father that is the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So that is why, upon the resurrection, upon the ascension, he appeared to his disciples. He now explained across the scriptures the things concerning himself. That is the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. The written word, you see that in Luke twenty-four, verse twenty-five to twenty-seven, he expounded unto them. See, Jesus unto them, in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself, concerning himself. Uh, So, the statement, the spirit of truth, showing them the things to come, was not in reference to a personal revelation. We don't have a personal revelation of the written word. Rather, we see the written word, we study the written word, and we take it as it is. It was a reference to understanding of the scriptures concerning the promise of the Father by his prophet, which was now fulfilled in Jesus. Resurrection from the dead. So that was why Paul now said in First Corinthians, verse 1 Corinthians 2, verse, verse 16, verse 6 to 10 1st Corinthians 2 verse 6 to 10. I will not read that, but I will just speak a portion out. First Corinthians 6 verse 2 to 10. First Corinthians 6. Oh, sorry. First Corinthians 2. Sorry. verse 6 to 10. First Corinthians 2 verse 6 to 10. That is why it says in verse 9, it says, As it is written, eyes has not seen, ears has not heard neither has he entered into the heart of man the things that god has prepared for them that love him where did he get that word isaiah 64 verse 4 isaiah 64 verse 4 for for, for since the beginning the word men have not heard nor perceived or nor as they have seen oh god what they have prepared for thee that waited for them that was why he showed them that in matthew 13 verse 17 where he says for verily many prophets the righteous men have desired to see those things which he has seen and have not heard them and the things which he have but but have not heard them so the first question is what did god reveal to them by his spirit he what did god reveal by his spirit what did god reveal by his spirit he says he has revealed unto us by his spirit in verse 7 in in in, in uh in, in um sorry when it says in verse uh in second corinthians 2 first corinthians 2 i mean 1 Corinthians two where it says we speak the hidden mystery of God in a we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God is God ordained before the world unto the glory which none of the princes of this world for which they have known it they will not have crucified the word of glory. And now says but God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit, by His Spirit. What did they reveal to us? First Corinthians two sixteen it says. Who hath known the mind of the Lord, he that hath instructed him, but we are the mind of Christ. So what did He reveal to us by his spirit? What did God reveal by his spirit to us? Some people will say, oh, God revealed this and that, calm down. The written word is the revelation of Christ, it is the wisdom of God. To talk of the wisdom of God, the will of God. We will walk in the written world. We will walk in the understanding of what God has accomplished in Christ. Look at what he said in first Ephesians 3, verse 3. Ephesians 3, verse 3 and 3 to 5. How that by revelation he had made known unto me the mysteries. Wherefore, I wrote that for whereby when you read, you might understand my knowledge and the mysteries of Christ, which is in other ages, was made known unto the sons of men and is now revealed unto his holy apostles and the prophets by his spirit. So, it says, is revealed unto the only apostles by his and the prophet by his spirit. So, the revelation of the spirit in this context. Is not refined to a personal revelation. It was refined to the epistles, which the letter, the apostles, which they wrote, which the letter, which which was the letter the apostles wrote to us. The epistles, the letter of the apostles, are the revelation of the scriptures. So the epistles, in the particular, the Pauline revelation, are the words of Jesus left. That the words that Jesus left without saying the epistles are the revelation of christ so we study the bible in this aspect we will study in this way we will study so when jesus when jesus was telling john that how be it when the spirit of truth shall come he will guide you in all the truth he will reveal unto us by the Holy apostles in ephesians 3 ephesians 3 verse 3 that, sense, that is now revealed unto us by his only apostles so the understanding of god in christ is found in the epistles the epistles therefore reveal to us the plan the mind and the purpose of god for every believer so listen if we can understand the written word well if we can follow the written word well it will not be difficult to understand the leading and how God leads us by His Spirit. You will not mix up text. You will not say John 16 was talking about a personal revelation to you. You will not read the verse and be saying, Oh, this is what God is saying to me about this place. No. <laughs> you will not read the verse and say, Hmm, I just got a reminder. No, 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 no. Mm, I think this is what God is saying. You know, like one funny person that opened the Bible and and he he opened somewhere, just opened randomly. You know, those cherry picking scriptures, and he opened randomly, and he just said, "I just want to read what God is saying to me today." And he just opened, and the Bible, and he read. He just said, "Mm, "The Lord is saying to you." He closed it again. He read, and Judas hung himself. Ah, he closed it. He read, and now opened the the next place, and I say that which you need to do, do quickly, that is going to hang yourself. <laughs> Imagine, that can be a revelation to somebody. You. If we take that scriptures that way, we will not understand how God leads us if we model the scriptures and we don't understand the written word we don't understand the passing of jesus we don't understand that god is the Logos. jesus is the submission the thought pattern the explanation of god we will not understand the leading of the spirit you will see in first corinthians 2 16 will soon be done first corinthians 2 16 it says for who hath known the mind of god that you'll be able to instruct him but we have the mind of christ in us says, how be it since we have the mind of Christ. The explanation of that context was in, in, in 1 Corinthians 2, 6-7. It says, albeit we speak the, mis- the wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of the world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught, wis- but we speak the wisdom of God in the mysteries, even the hidden wisdom which God had ordained before the world unto our glory. So, the written word, which is the revelation of Christ in the epistles is the wisdom of god so we walk in the wisdom so to walk or the will of god is to us to walk in the written word that is whether we have a perfect understanding of what god has done in christ jesus for us so the revelation of christ is where the believer found this revelation so when we know him We know ourselves in Him. That's why Philippians 1 verse 6 says that the acknowledgement of every good thing says that the communication of our faiths will become effectual by acknowledging every good thing. So to walk in the wisdom or to walk in the will of God is to walk in the understanding is to understand what God has done in Christ Jesus for us. The believer is to walk in that wisdom. We are to walk in the wisdom of the written word. The will of God. We are found in the written word. Which is found in the written word, I mean. The revelation of Christ. When the believer chooses to do otherwise, he acts foolishly. That is why Paul instructed us in Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17. Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17. They see then that he was circumstantly not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore ye are not unwise, understanding the will of God, understanding what the will of God is. So listen, if you choose not to walk in line with the written word, you are not understanding what the will of God is. A believer is to walk in line with the written word. A believer is to walk in line with the written word. We have to walk in line with the written word. The primary way God leads us is via the written word. That is, when we understand the epistles, which are the revelation of Christ, we'll find God's instructions. We'll find how God directs us. We'll find how God leads us from there. We'll pick it up from here or well, in our next meeting, we understand how does God lead us from the written word. How do we see the written word? Don't forget, the believer is to walk in the wisdom, is to walk in the wisdom. Look at Ephesians 5 verse 15 to 17 again. It says, See then, that he walks circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, ye wherefore ye wherefore ye be not unwise but understanding what the will of god is so when you don't walk in line when the believer chooses not to walk in line with the written word he acts as unwise and he acts foolishly he acts foolishly we are not a men who don't give or pay attention to the leading of the spirit We know how God leads us. We know how God directs us via the written word. Via the written word. Via the written word. Via understanding the person of Jesus. Via understanding the person of Jesus. So the epistles will be our guide. In the epistles, we'll see directions. We'll see God's leading to the believer. And we'll study more. So don't forget, the written word validates to us that we can be led by God's Spirit subjectively. Also, the knowledge of the leading itself stems from the written word. Our primary way of first knowing and learning the the leading of the Spirit subjectively is from the written word. It is our guide, our recognition and obedience to the leading of the Spirit So, we must submit. It is very fundamental that every believer must submit to the leading of the Spirit via the written word. So, when we read the scriptures, when we read and understand, we will walk in the light of the same. And listen, don't be under pressure. Don't be under any, 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 any pressure. Don't let anybody put you under pressure. Follow the written word. Follow God's leading. You will see examples in the four Gospels how Jesus moved with patience, how he moved in his ministry, how he prayed, how he studied, how he moved the line. He, he was on this earth. He didn't, when he came as a baby, he didn't grow one year old and he went to die on the cross. It took him 33 years to achieve what he needs to do. That's patience. It will follow the written word. Pray in the Holy Ghost some more this evening as we round up. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray for yourself. Ensure those instructions you have received tonight, you have synced them in. You will go back and listen again. Pray in the Holy Ghost some more this evening. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's unmute yourself and just pray in the Holy Ghost. Consecrate your heart that you follow the leading of the Spirit. You don't make mistakes in life, in God's leading generally. You don't make mistakes. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost.